Section 8 of Stories in the Dark. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Dahlman. Stories in the Dark by Barry Payne. The End of a Show. It was a little village in the extreme north of Yorkshire, three miles from a railway station on a small branch line it was not a progressive village it just kept still and respected itself the hills lay all around it and seemed to shut it out from the rest of the world yet folks were born and lived and died much as in the more important centres and there were intervals which required to be filled with amusement entertainments were given by amateurs from time to time in the schoolroom sometimes handbell ringers or a conjurer would visit the place but their reception was not always encouraging conjurers is not and ringers is not said the sad native judiciously ar don't regard em but the native brightened up when in the summer months a few caravans found their way to a piece of wasteland adjoining the churchyard they formed the village fair and for two days they were a popular resort but it was understood that the fair had not the glories of the old days it had dwindled most things in connection with this village dwindled the first day of the fair was drawing to a close it was half-past ten at night and at eleven the fair would close until the following morning this last half-hour was fruitful in business the steam roundabout was crowded the proprietor of the peep-show was taking pennies very fast although not so fast as the proprietor of another somewhat repulsive show a fair number patronized a canvas booth which bore the following inscription popular science lectures a mission free at one end of this tent was a table covered with red baize on it were bottles and boxes a human skull a retort a large book and some bundles of dried herbs behind it was the lecturer an old man gray and thin wearing a bright-colored dressing-gown he lectured volubly and enthusiastically his energy in the atmosphere of the tent made him very hot and occasionally he mopped his forehead i am about to exhibit to you he said speaking clearly and correctly a secret known to few and believed to have come originally from those wise men of the east referred to in holy writ here he filled two test-tubes with water and placed some bluish-green crystals in one and some yellow crystals in the other he went on talking quoting scraps of latin telling stories making local and personal allusions finally coming back again to his two test-tubes both which now contained almost colourless solutions he poured them both together into a flat glass vessel and the mixture at once turned into a deep brownish purple he threw a fragment of something on to the surface of the mixture and that fragment at once caught fire this favorite trick succeeded the audience were undoubtedly impressed and before they quite realized by what logical connection the old man had arrived at the subject he was talking to them about the abdomen he seemed to know the most unspeakable and intimate things about the abdomen he had made pills which suited its peculiar needs which he could and would sell in boxes at sixpence and one shilling according to size he sold four boxes at once and was back to his classical and anecdotal stage when a woman pressed forward she was a very poor woman could she have a box of these pills at half price her son was bad very bad 
it would be a kindness he interrupted her in a dry distinct voice woman i never yet did any one a kindness not even myself however a friend pushed some money into her hand and she bought two boxes it was past twelve o'clock now the flaring lights were out in the little group of caravans on the waste ground the tired proprietors of the shows were asleep the gravestones in the churchyard were glimmering white in the bright moonlight but at the entrance to that little canvas booth the quack doctor sat on one of his boxes smoking a clay pipe he had taken off his dressing-gown and was in his shirt-sleeves his clothes were black much worn his attention was arrested he thought that he heard the sound of sobbing it's a god-forsaken world he said aloud after a second silence he spoke again no i never did a kindness even to myself though i thought i did or i shouldn't have come to this he took his pipe from his mouth and spat once more he heard that strange wailing sound this time he arose and walked in the direction of it yes that was it it came from that caravan standing alone where the trees made a dark spot the caravan was gaudily painted and there were steps from the door to the ground he remembered having noticed it once during the day it was evident that someone inside was in trouble great trouble the old man knocked gently at the door who's there what's the matter nothing said a broken voice from within are you a woman there was a fearful laugh neither man nor woman a show what do you mean go round to the side and you'll see the old man went round and by the light of two wax matches caught a glimpse of part of the rough painting on the side of the caravan the matches dropped from his hand he came back and sat down on the steps of the caravan you're not like that he said no worse i'm not dressed in pretty clothes and lying on a crimson velvet couch i'm half naked in a corner of this cursed box and crying because my owner beat me now go or i'll open the door and show myself to you as i am now it would frighten you it would haunt your sleep nothing frightens me i was a fool once but i have never been frightened what right has this owner over you he's my father the voice screamed loudly then there was more weeping then it spoke again it's awful i could bear anything now anything if i thought it would ever be any better but it won't my mind's a woman's and my wants are a woman's but i am not a woman i am a show the brutes stand round me talk to me touch me there's a way out said the old man quietly after a pause an idea had occurred to him i know and i daren't take it i've got a thing here but i daren't use it you could drink something something that wouldn't hurt yes are you quite alone yes my owner is in the village at the inn then wait a minute the old man hastened back to the canvas booth and fumbled about with his chemicals he murmured something about doing someone a kindness at last then he returned to the caravan with a glass of colorless liquid in his hand open the door and take it he said the door was open a very little way a thin hand was thrust out and took the glass eagerly the door closed and the voice spoke again it will be easy yes 
Goodbye, then, to your health. The old man heard the glass crash on the wooden floor. Then he went back to his seat in front of the booth and carefully lit another pipe. I will not go, he said aloud. I fear nothing, not even the results of my best action. He listened attentively. No sound whatever came from the caravan. All was still. Far away the sky was growing lighter with the dawn of a fine summer day. End of section 8